1: Time now for Soccer City, right here on your home for Louisville City FC, ESPN 680, 105.7, and the ESPN Louisville app. Now, here are your hosts, Jeff Milby and Benton Newman.
0: What up, everybody? Happy Thursday. It is Soccer City. I think I blew Benton's ears out there. Oh, I had to adjust the volume real quick there. My bad, dude. <laughs> uh, soccer City, every Thursday night, 6 o'clock here on ESPN 680, 105.7. We talk about Louisville City FC. We talk about racing Louisville FC. We talk about professional soccer as it pertains to your city, Louisville, Kentucky. I'm Jeff Milby. The now deaf Benton Newman is across from me. And Zach Cantrell is our producer tonight, as he is almost every week. We love Zach. Zach, you're the best. Um Louisville City in action last night against FC Kaiserslautern. We got humongous news in terms of the World Cup for Savannah DeMello yesterday of Racing Louisville. We'll get into both of those topics. A busy weekend for both teams coming up with Racing Louisville on the road at North Carolina and Louisville City at home this weekend against Las Vegas Saturday night. Uh, Both games Saturday night, in fact. uh, We'll talk about both of those games as well. We have a phenomenal guest. We have great guests all the time. That's one of the beauties of this show. We have access to the players. We talk to the players, the coaches, the principal people involved for both teams, your favorite teams. Uh, Tonight, we are thrilled to have, uh, I would say, Benton, the man with the biggest smile on the Louisville City FC team, Uh, Amadou Dia, the left back. Typically, the starting left back over the last couple of seasons joined the team last year. He's in his second year with Louisville City. Uh, one of the best players on the team, a veteran, MLS experience on his resume, a, a really interesting career. We're going to get into it with him at about 620. Uh, you are a part of the show as well, as you know by now. 4379680 is the UPS Jobs text line. You can hit us up on Twitter at Soccer City at Jeff Milby, at Purple SDF and... We are making a habit of giving away tickets on this show. We did it a couple of weeks ago. We did it last week. We're going to do it again this week. If you're listening to us here on ESPN 680 or 105.7, text us your answer to our trivia question tonight, and we will give you four tickets to the next Racing Louisville home game. First person to answer it correctly gets the four tickets. And here is the question. What city do the North Carolina Courage play in. That's where Racing Louisville travels on Saturday. It is I'll give you a hint. It's in North Carolina. There are a few options. Uh, but that is our question. What city do the North Carolina Courage play in? Four three seven nine six eighty is the UPS Jobs text line. Send in your answers. First person to send in a correct answer gets four tickets to the next Racing Louisville home game, which is coming up on Saturday, July 7th, a couple of weeks from now, against the Kansas City Current. That's an 8 o'clock kickoff. Head to racinglufc.com slash tickets to buy your seats. But you can text us your answer to the trivia question for free seats. Louisville City, their next home game coming up in just a couple of days' time. Saturday, June 22nd, 8 o'clock kickoff for that game as well against the Las Vegas Lights, the last place team in the USL Championship. That's in just a couple of days. LouCity.com slash tickets or 502-L-O-U-C-I-T-Y. Now that that's all out of the way, Benton, we are, are coming off of an international friendly last night. The first ever international friendly for Louisville City. It was a 2-1 to one loss for the boys in purple to something called FC Kaiser Slaughter. And I'm sure people in their cars are Rolling their eyes at that one, FC Kaiserslautern. It is a team out of Germany, if you didn't expect it. Uh, They are in the second division in Germany, but still a very talented team. And for the first time, Louisville City taking on an international opponent. And last night, uh, a, a, a fun event, a good game, an evenly played game. Three goals all in the first half. The second half, as friendlies often do, got a little choppy with a lot of substitutes. But I think a successful night all around to have a, a team with a lot of history and a passionate fan base come into Lynn Family Stadium for the first ever international friendly.
2: It was a great night, and it's, it, the joy of that match is there's no seeming pressure on the result, on standings in the table. You could just go out and enjoy your team playing for better or for worse. You got to see some guys coming back from injury, get some minutes. We had a lot of academy kids. Get some time on the field. So um, a whole new fan base got to attend the match. The uh, Kaiserslautern fans, who really showed up in force. I mean, I had an outstanding time. I've been very much looking forward to having an international match here, and it lived up to all the uh, expectations in my head.
0: It's the first of two international matches that we're going to have at Lynn Family Stadium this season for Louisville City. The next is coming up in a few weeks' time in mid-July against Atlante, a team out of Mexico and the second division in Mexico. So it's not the only opportunity to see Louisville City take on a team from abroad. You'll have another chance coming up. But it was just cool to see, right? A team in Kaiserslautern. They've got a rich history. 119, well, I guess 123 years. It goes back to 1900. They've won four German titles. Uh, They have put players in the World Cup. They're very proud of the 1954 World Cup team in Germany. They put a bunch of players on that team. They have a passionate fan base. They average 40,000 fans. That's the most of any second division team in the world. They had about 200 last night at Lynn Family Stadium, bringing some atmosphere, bringing some noise, bringing a little German flair to to the stadium. Uh, It was great to see. And in terms of what happened on the field, you mentioned it, Bitten. One of the bigger... Parts of the game, from my perspective, was it was an opportunity for Danny Cruz to get Academy kids into the game and also get some key pieces who have been battling back from injury, some minutes on the field in action. Talking about mainly Niall McCabe and Manny Perez. Both players came on in the second half. Niall McCabe McCabe hadn't played in the game since March 25th, believe it or not. Been a while. Started the season opener, scored the season opener. You thought, oh boy, Niall McCabe is the immortal player. He's never going to age. Even in his 30s, he's going to keep on being a, a big contributor to this team. Gets hurt. He's been missing since March. Great to see him back on the field. And then we know Manny Perez. We talked to him on the show just a couple of weeks ago. Such an influential player on the field. A great one-on-one defender. A great right back getting down into the attack using his speed down the flank. So great to see those two guys uh, get back healthy. Uh, because they're going to be huge contributors to the Louisville City team over the course of the season if they can get back in the lineup consistently.
2: Yeah, they're very important. I mean, Manny, we've obviously seen his his importance throughout the season. And Niall, um I mean, you just can't. You can't understand how valuable he is from the club, not only from an on-the-field perspective, but he's also very much a strong leader, too, much in the same vein of Apollo Del Piccolo. So I was really excited to see him back, considering how long he's been out of action.
0: And for Niall McCabe... It was also a cool moment because he is I called him on a broadcast earlier this year. I called him Mr. Louisville City. I think that's an appropriate nickname. I'm not necessarily tossing it on him. Um, But he is certainly the OG of Louisville City. There are lots of OG fans, right? Lots of people have been around. Lance McGarvey, our buddy, the PA announcer, is certainly an OG himself because he's been there since day one. But Niall McCabe has been too, right? Started the opening game back in 2015 at Louisville Slugger Field when we had no idea if this thing was going to stick. Had no idea if this team was going to exist the next season. Much less Nine years later, in a new stadium with a fifteen thousand seat stadium, taking on a team with hundred and twenty years of history. So for Niall McCabe, he was sort of reminiscent. And Zach, we're going to play some sound here, so just pot us up on the on the laptop uh, that I got plugged in. Um, he was talking about you know looking back and how how cool it was to take on a team like Kaiser Slauer and given Louisville City's somewhat humble beginnings just a few years ago.
3: Looking back, obviously I've been here been here a while. So looking back when we started, it's it is hard to. Kind of imagine that we would be playing a club like uh, Cardiff and some of that prestige, you know, at at a venue like this. It's it's all kind of really surreal to imagine, but it's just down to a lot of hard work from a lot of different people and.
0: And that's what I want to say about last night, is that that was one, in a way, for for the OG fans, the people that have been around since day one, that were back in Louisville Slugger Field uh, when it was playing on the turf monster, and it was an ugly field, and you didn't really know where this was going, but you hoped it went somewhere. This is where it went. It it went to a a brand-new soccer stadium hosting a European team that is of legitimate quality. There was a guy on the field last night that had won a World Cup, had lifted the World Cup, playing for Germany in 2014. I mean, in 2015, we never thought on earth that that could possibly happen here in Louisville. And last night it did. And that's, that's cool. I just want to take a moment to... to to bathe in that success that Louisville City's been able to create over the last decade.
2: We're operating on a similar wavelength. On my piece that I wrote about the, the match last night on com, I very much kind of took the same thing, and I looked at it just bigger perspective. It was sort of one of those moments where I'm just like, man, like, look how far we've come. Like Look at this cool thing that's developed in this city. Like Who would have thought we'd be in this beautiful soccer-specific stadium playing a foreign opponent? I don't know. it just made me step back and just really uh, really appreciate everything that we had and just kinda of soak it in. It was it was really special.
0: Shameless plug there of by the way, where all of your was that written smooth? work is absolutely smooth. <laughs> you did you slid it right in perfectly. Uh Danny Cruz also a little bit reflective last night, talking about uh just what a what a cool opportunity it was for his players to test themselves against a team from Europe. You know, when I come off the field and I'm talking to Terrence, he was Really, really, uh, you know, um, complimentary of the type of football that we played and the group that we have. I think for me, that's, that's, uh, you know, that's important. Uh, and I think when I look at the experience for these young kids, uh, and Paulo said it best. I think it was yesterday. He said, this is a moment you won't forget. Don't hide. Be brave. Uh, and I felt the, the, that everybody on the field tried to do that. Danny talking about Terrence Boyd there, the striker for Kaiser Slouder and American International, scored two goals last night. They knew each other back in the youth national team days, the U-20 national team. They, they met each other and knew each other back then. Reconnecting last night was cool for them to see. Um, but just just an all-around great night. But – Benton, what we should point out, this is a friendly didn't count in the standings, didn't really matter ultimately for the course of the season. Thankfully, nobody got hurt last night. And now, quickly for Louisville City, the attention turns back to regular season play. They're coming off that 2-2 tie at Phoenix uh, in, in a difficult game last weekend.
2: Before we move on to that one, I do want to shout out the Academy kids that got to make their debuts in the match. Huge milestone achievement. Glad they're, they got the opportunity to play in a professional environment in the stadium. So, shout out to Jack Travis, Geo Chavez, uh, Dakota Hartinger, Jabari Rashid
0: and Jabari Rashid signed a USL Academy contract today. So he's going to be available for Louisville city for the rest of the season. He might get some more time on the pitch. Yeah. He's committed
2: to UK since like has a bright future in the sport.
0: Absolutely. Uh, But, but back to the Phoenix game, you wanted to have a brief mention because I know Louisville city fans have been uh, a little bit upset, understandably about some of those penalty calls in that game last week in the two, two tie.
2: Yeah. I mean, yesterday, (laughs) yesterday, last week I was talking about how I don't like complaining about the officiating. And then we get this match here where it's even more a prominent factor in the match three total penalty calls in the match now I mean, a bias aside the the one in louisville city's favor was was very clear and justly called right is that fair yeah and i think so but the two against us were, were pretty horrific calls particularly the very first one where the ball hit amadou dia in the hand with his back turns so for, uh, first off very unfortunate for him nothing he could have really done there but the ball very clearly bounced outside of the box If so for a penalty to be awarded very hard done
0: by. So what, what, what are you saying, Benton, that the refereeing in the USL sucks? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I'm, I'm saying, not putting words in your mouth.
2: I'm saying an instant replay of some form might have corrected that one. That's I know they don't get them all right, but, man, to have two called against you makes it even harder to digest. Now, granted, with the second one, Santos went in for, uh, for a late tackle, did not make contact. However, by going in so late, he, he allowed the referee an opportunity to make the call wasn't the right call, but at least that one's a little bit more understandable
0: how it came to be. But the point you're making here, and and tell me if I'm wrong, I'm trying to read into what you're saying, the point you're making is that, come on, USL, let's get VAR, (laughs) let's get video review, let's get the ability, it's 2023, every game is on television, sure the angles may not be the best, sure the camera quality may not be the best, but let's get video review, come on, every other (laughs) sport has it, they've got it in middle school, for goodness sakes, it seems like.
2: The point I'm trying to make is that we very easily could have had three points in the match. Now I do want to give some credit to Phoenix because in the total run of play, if you look at things, they probably got the better of us. They're a very solid team. They're creating a lot of chances. Heck, they had one of their shots blocked by one of their own players' faces. So very unfortunate for them. But if one if you know if if one of these penalty calls isn't called like we could have easily been walking out of there with three points. So it's frustrating as some of the results have been this season a draw against Phoenix on the road and all all things considered really isn't all that bad. Would have really liked to have had all three points considering how tight things are in the Eastern Conference table. But... uh you know, still still overall positive performance, uh, performance from the guys. They really, I guess, kind of grinded out the, the result.
0: I mean, anytime you go all the way to the West Coast... It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. And getting, getting a point on the road, even against a, a Phoenix team that is not quite as powerful as they've been in years past, still a good result for Louisville City. Yes. However, it wasn't a win, and my question... Coming into this this Las Vegas game, to you, is there pressure on Louisville City to win this game? I think there is. There's pressure not only for them to win this game against Las Vegas. There's pressure on them to have a strong performance. There's a pressure on them to win the game by three or four. Vegas again, dead last in the league. I was going to say dead I, last. I
2: don't think I'm exaggerating if I call them pure trash. <laughs> they're you're they're, not. They're they are very bad team. The the lights have pretty much always been a bad team. They are coming. To our house. They are traveling. They are doing the cross-country flying. I mean, three points has to be what we go for in this match. Like any anything less than that's going to be incredibly hard, a difficult pill to swallow.
0: They've won once, Las Vegas, all season long, played 14 games, one win in 14 games. This is a team that is struggling. Joe Namath on Monday night football, struggling. They they need to Put them away, Louisville City. Like, this needs to be a, a, a strong performance that gets the fans off their feet and puts every notion of this team being subpar by Louisville City standards out of our minds.
2: I'm going to be very irate if I have to watch Andrew Carlton
0: beat us. That's Very an excellent unrated. point. Just
2: go- Google him if you don't know who How about Andrew is,
0: Carlton, but- <laughs> though? Five years ago, he was the golden boy of, like, MLS. This kid's going to play for the national team one day. Now he's playing for Vegas.
2: You could say he was storming up the... Uh, the. Stock.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. There you go. There you yeah, go. Storming yeah, yeah. up the the, the Google, thoughts of Google youngsters.
2: Andrew Carlton. You'll get the joke.
0: Uh, so, anyway, Vegas is the next game. Uh, Louisville City... Looking to put on a good show against a team that, again, has won just once all season. That is Saturday night at Lynn Family Stadium, 8 o'clock. Tickets available at leucity.com slash tickets are 502 city. You know what else is available? Free tickets to you if you answer our trivia question tonight correctly. The first person to do it gets four tickets to the next Racing Louisville home game against Kansas City on July 7th. Our question With racing heading to North Carolina to take on the North Carolina Courage, what city do the North Carolina Courage play in? You got a few guesses. It's all in one state, all in North Carolina. Take your time. Think about it. Text us. 437-9680. What city does North Carolina Courage play in? 437-9680. When we come back, Amadou Dia, the starting left back for Louisville City, your Louisville City FC, I should say, is going to call in. He's going to be a phenomenal interview. Looking forward to chatting with him. Soccer City here on ESPN Louisville.
1: Listening to Soccer City right here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Benton Newman.
0: Welcome back. Our trivia question tonight. Four tickets on the line to a racing Louisville game. What? City, does the North Carolina Courage play in? 437-9680 is the place to text your answer to that question. We're going to talk about Savannah Demello and her trip to the World Cup that is forthcoming for the United States, and she's not the only player from Racing Louisville going to the World Cup. they got a bunch of them. We'll talk about that here in a few minutes as well. Uh, But we are thrilled right now to bring in our guest today. It is Amadou Dia, the left back for Louisville City FC. He has been such a, a great player for this team over the last year and a half since signing ahead of last season. Season and uh, seems like an all-around great guy, so we're thrilled to talk to him. Hey, Amadou, how you doing, man? I'm good. How are you guys? We're doing really, really well. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us today. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, j- just a simple one, a general one off the top for you. This season, you guys, you know, it's been a little bit up and down, I think it's fair to say, uh, given all the success you had last year. So how do you assess where the season is for, for your Louisville City team right now?
3: Um, The way I see it and the way we basically all see it is, um, yeah, we're definitely not as uh, good of a start as last year. However, we still have a lot of games left. And uh, we believe that we're going to find our true form here coming up and that we're going to step it up and play the way we need to play and the way that the fans deserve us to play. So right now we're just getting our footing. we got to fix a couple things, and then I think we'll be good for the rest of the season.
2: Yeah, still plenty of uh, season left to, to get things right. But uh, your most recent uh, league match was in Phoenix, a, a club you'd formerly played for. How was it returning back there?
3: It was great. Um, I mean, Phoenix, it uh, helped me get my career back on track. I have a, love, a lot of love and respect for the for the fans and, uh, and the whole club organization everything. So when I was back there, the fans showed me a lot of love as well. So did the front office and the owners and the GM and stuff. So it was really cool to, uh, to get back there. But I'm very disappointed when we came out with one point instead of three. I felt like we should have won that game definitely.
2: Yeah, it's hard when they're playing with 12 people on the pitch, right?
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you mean you oh. 13. Oh, 13. Oh. There it is.
0: Uh, you mentioned your career, Amadou, and, and for anybody listening uh, that isn't fully familiar with your career, you've got a lot of MLS experience on your resume. You're one of the, the few guys in the, in that Louisville City uh, locker room that that has significant Major League Soccer experience. You spent a lot of time with Sporting Kansas City over a couple of different stints. Uh, so, uh, in terms of your decision last year to come to Louisville City, given that you had that MLS experience as your background, what was, what was your thinking on, on, on signing with the team last year. What attracted you to Louisville City? What made you want to become a part of this club?
3: Uh, Well, the first thing, it was definitely uh, my conversation with Danny um, he showed me the type of person he is, and he told me what Louisville City is really all about. It's really just about winning. And they'll do anything that they can to win. And then he showed me the facilities, and it's, it's top class. Anybody that asks me, I tell them, this is an MLS facility, just not as big as the USL club. And some people are like, no, I don't believe you and stuff. And then they come down here. I've had a lot of MLS guys that have come down here, like when we play national last year and stuff. And they're like, dude, you weren't joking. This is legit an MLS facility. It's just not as big. And so I love it. I love the professionalism. I love the guys, the coaching staff, the the standard about winning and everything. And so as soon as I did that and I came down here, it, it, it was a no-brainer for me. Now, um, And oh, the fans. The fans are amazing. That's one of the biggest things. Every home game, honestly, we get really hyped to do it. Now, we haven't been doing them justice this year, and we talk about it all the time, and they deserve more from us, which they will definitely get. But we we, we we love the fans, and we can't thank them enough how supportive they've been this year so far. I know it's frustrating right now, and we're frustrated with ourselves, but we'll get it right.
2: Again, like I said before, still, still plenty of seasons, still a very tight race, but... Um you know, on the roster, you you have a lot of young guys around you, and you strike me as, as very much like the the leader sort of type. Can you can you talk to me a little bit about your your I guess your personal development sort of being kind of a, a leader for some of these younger guys and and kind of the steps you take to help your your teammates, particularly younger ones, be uh, be better.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, our leadership obviously it starts with Paolo. He's been here. I can't tell you how many years, and he leads us by far, and I just follow his footsteps, and you got Niall, Brian, Tosh, they are great guys, but what I try to do, I just try to be myself, try to stay humble, and I try to teach the young guys, it's um, all about the little details, Take care of your body, the little sleep, it makes a lot of difference taking care of those small details, and then I tell them about my experiences, all the mistakes i made, all the good things that have happened, the bad things that have happened to me, and I just hope they learn from it, because these kids are really great kids. Honestly, they're very good kids, and they can't have a big future ahead of them if they stay humble, and they just keep grinding at it and just keep having fun. Like Josh Weiner is a perfect example, but there's a lot of Josh Weiner in the Louisville Academy. For example, you saw a couple of guys out there yesterday against the German team, and I think Louisville is developing something special here with their academy.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting to hear you say that, and, and it does seem to be a theme that this club is starting to develop its own homegrown talent. I mean, we saw Jonathan Gomez a couple of years ago, go off to bigger and better things in Spain. Uh, you mentioned Josh Winder, a huge deal for over reportedly for over a million dollars to the team to go to Benfica in Portugal, which is just a huge, huge team over there. Um, so it, it's all really positive news, great news for Louisville City. It, it, it sounds like, though, that when you signed this extension with Louisville City to keep you here under contract through next season, not just this season, but next season, it sounds like it was a pretty easy decision for you to stick around.
3: Oh, 100%. I mean, I talked to my wife about it. We just had our daughter recently as well last year. And so to us, it's about finding a, a secure spot that we want to come here and win championships. She's as hard on me as I am on myself. Like, when I have a bad game, trust me, she tells me. She doesn't let <laughs> anything go just like me. Hey, that's and a good wife. That's here, a good wife, man. Uh, 1,000%. She used to play, so she knows the game. And so we want to be here we want to win but we also love the city it's really grown on us and we love the people around the club and everything and so to us it was a no-brainer when they offered that extension and so i told danny when i signed i was like listen i want to be here and i want to win as many championships that's what i told him when i first signed here when i first got here i want to do anything i can to win as many championships and we didn't get it done last year we felt 90 minutes shorts and this year We have a good chance of winning it, and I think we could win it this year and next year as well, and just keep it going and keep it going. Let me ask you. I love this city so far.
0: Let me ask you about that. You know, talking about winning championships, you guys were so close last year to winning a championship in the final in San Antonio. Just wasn't your night that night, and ultimately you go down as the runner-up in the league after a hugely successful, record-setting season—the best regular season the team has ever had, right? Just, but you didn't have that crowning moment, and I, I, I just wonder, you guys in that locker room when. The season is really in the thick of it right now. You're playing a bunch of games. You got three games this week. Had to travel back from Phoenix, a long road trip uh, there and back. It, how often do you think about that? Is that something that you've put away out of your mind, or is that something you go back to for motivation, both personally for you and as and, and as a group? Is that something you guys talk about? Think back. Hey, we were almost there last year. Let's let's refocus. Let's get back to it.
3: Um. Here and there, we try to let the past be the past. We all know that we're not going to have the same season as, last year, as uh, the previous season. It's never the same. And so, yes, we had a great season last year, but that was last year. So this year, it starts all over again. And right now, we're, we're not playing our best, and we know that. But it's like Danny says, don't worry about the standing. The only standings that matter is right before playoffs. That last game of regular season is where you stand, and we expect to be at first. And so that's what we're focused on. So we're just going to take it game by game and just keep grinding and grinding. And we're starting to get all our play, most of our players back. And um, it's going to bring the training intensity up. People are going to step up even better. And then I think we're going to go on a run here in a little bit.
0: Talking with Amadou Dia, Louisville City's left back here on Soccer City on ESPN 680 and 1057. You guys last night played Kaiser Slatter and You didn't. Appear in the game. You weren't on the bench in the game, so you, you had the night off. But to see your teammates out there battling with a team from Europe, battling with a team with a lot of prestige, a lot of history, um, some really top quality players. They had a World Cup winner out there last night playing for Kaiser Slaughter. How does that feel for you to see your guys really going toe to toe with a quality side like that out of Germany?
3: It was really good. I got to watch from up top, and um, it was really good to see, especially in the first half, the guys played very well. They had a lot of freedom, a lot of rotation. They were connecting the ball pretty well, and they were playing with a purpose, you know? And so I think it shows that we have a lot of quality, a lot of depth. And then you got to see the Cavalier players, and I know that was special for them. I know it's special for the staff that's been working with them, Danny, Mario, Luke, and everybody. And so I think it was a really special moment for the club. But um, it's good to see uh, a lot of the guys. that don't get a lot of minutes throughout the season to go out there and show what they can do. And so I think the guys handled it pretty well. But now we move on to Vegas. That's what Danny told us this morning. Is like we let that game go, and now all our focus is on Vegas on Saturday and make sure we come out with three points and make sure we bring a home win for the fans, especially.
2: Now, to, to kind of wrap things up, we like to ask our guests this, and I know you and I, we've, we talked about this when you, you joined us on the Vamos Morales podcast, but what are some of your favorite places to eat, grab a drink around town, explore, check out?
3: Um. So right now, I've been craving really pizza around here for the past year and a half, and so I like Pizza Lupo, but right now my favorite place to go is uh, Bar Vetti. We went there for Father's Day. Really good. It's really great. Great drinks. Great pizza. My favorite pizza here so far. So uh, right now my favorite restaurant is Bar Ready, But my also second favorite restaurant is a Culture cheese shop where they do the cheese boards and the charcuterie boards. They have an amazing staff there and they're big Blue City soccer fans as well. So if you guys ever get a chance, they have a really nice studio patio, live fans, and their cheese boards and charcuterie boards are outstanding. And so me and my wife actually, we eat there at least a uh, a couple of times in month, so
2: it's really good. Oh, wow, very good. I'm, I'm amazed. Every time we have somebody on here, I'm learning about new places. Yeah, we get new spots no like every about. week.
0: Yeah, but between you guys, you guys and racing.
3: Tortured? No, I
2: haven't. No, I, even yeah, know I haven't about either.
0: It. I haven't either. I'm not a big it's charcuterie guy, to be spot. honest, though.
3: Uh, that, that's fair. But they do have great drinks as well, too,
0: there. So. Yeah. How I mean, with that cheese board? I definitely got to give it a whirl. I definitely got to give it a try, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, Amadou, really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us, uh, spending some of your Thursday evening with us. Good luck to you throughout the rest of the season. Good luck to you on Saturday against Vegas. And uh, we'll, we'll talk to you down the road, man. Thank you.
3: Appreciate you guys having me on. We'll see you
0: guys Saturday. Take care, man. It's Amadou Dia, the starting left back for Louisville City FC, one of the one of the best players really on the team. I mean, he plays in a little bit of an understated position, right? Left fullback, gets some assists. He's not going to score many goals in that spot. And, and, you know, Louisville City fans, we've seen the man in that role every week. They love the goal scorers, understandable. But Amadou Dia, a consistent, consistent guy out there on the left side, a veteran at the stage of his career, as I mentioned with MLS experience, just a just a key, key part of this Louisville City team.
2: He's, he's so great. And I know I regularly talk about uh, Tyler Gibson being an unsung hero. I think right behind him is, is Amadou Dia. I was looking at... Five- mob beforehand see like statistically where he fell with the team and some of these different metrics like he's like first or second in a lot of just different categories so he shows up on the on, like, on the numbers a little bit more than a tyler gibson sort of type but still to me he's, he's a bit underappreciated he's such a he's such a great guy and a great player really fortunate to have somebody of his caliber on our team
0: Let's go ahead and take an early timeout. What do you think? We got a, a lot to talk about with Racing Louisville. A lot to get into, so let's yeah. take our break and then we can just finish out on a, on a long final segment on the show. Uh, our trivia question is still unanswered. So if you want to get four free tickets to Racing Louisville FC, and by the way, these four free tickets, uh, it's going to be a fun situation to go see Racing Louisville play. This is such an exciting young team. The trivia question is: The North Carolina Courage, they're going to host Racing Louisville this weekend. What city do they play in? I'll give you an even bigger hint. It's not Chapel Hill. How about that? It's not Chapel Hill. That rules out one of like the four options you have. It's not Chapel Hill. 437-9680. What city does North Carolina Courage play in? Text us your answer. First person to do it correctly gets four tickets to racing's next home game against the Kansas City Current that is coming up on July 7th. We will talk about racing Louisville. Huge news for them this week with Savannah DeMello being confirmed in the United States women's national team for the World Cup coming up in a month's time. We'll talk all about that and preview their game coming up this weekend against North Carolina when we come back. This is Soccer City here on ESPN 680 and 105.7.
1: You're locked on Soccer City right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now here's Jeff Milby and Benton Newman.
0: Welcome back to Soccer City here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Final segment of tonight's show every Thursday night at 6 o'clock. We are here on your radio, on your ESPN Louisville app, on ESPNLouisville.com. And you know what? What the hell? If you're down here on Cardinal Boulevard, you can probably hear me yelling into the microphone through the window. So, you know, come get some ice cream. You can watch the show live. Why not? Right? Um racing Louisville we've talked about them all season Benton and been optimistic about them and they're starting to pay some of that optimism off not just some of it a lot of it coming off of back-to-back wins last week against the Houston Dash in the Challenge Cup the win over Gotham over the weekend on Sunday on national television on network CBS um, two to nothing was that final score and then now this week we got the confirmation of the news that we knew was coming or at least we thought it was coming it had been reported last week and we talked about about it a little bit, but official official now. Savannah DeMello, number seven for racing Louisville, a second year pro, a player who was on the outside looking in on the women's national team for the U.S. picture over the last couple of seasons. By virtue of her success this year for racing Louisville, scoring eight goals and having three assists and being named the league's player of the month in May, has been called up for the World Cup. She is on the team, on Team USA, wearing the red, white and blue, playing alongside Megan Rapinoe and Alex Morgan and Rose Lavelle and every big name in the sport for this U.S. national team. It is huge news for her. Clearly a pinnacle of success for her young career, a a sign that she is destined to be a megastar potentially in this game, at least a star, right? And certainly the star for racing Louisville. And it's also a huge feather in the cap of racing Louisville to say, we drafted this player a couple of years ago. We took her with our fourth overall pick. She has not only come to Louisville and made a good player, she has become a star. She has developed into an MVP type player. She's having an MVP type season. And for her to finally get this call up, it's it's just wonderful news for everybody involved.
2: Yeah, you I mean, you hit the the key part of it near the top. She was on the outside looking in. Like this is a I mean, the World Cup roster we knew a lot of the players who were were pretty much going to make it, but she played so well. She forced herself into the conversation. She forced herself onto the plane by virtue of her playing. Uh, What was the statistic here? I think it was like 20 years ago was the last time that somebody's gotten capped for um, their first cap at the world cup. Or
0: not even that been called into the world cup team without a cap. Thank you. Having never played for the team before, she's been called into a couple of camps, but didn't appear, didn't get into the game. She's only the third player ever to be called into a U.S. World Cup team without having previously played for them. And to your point, Ben, as you were saying, the first in about 20 years.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's it's it's just not something that, that happens very often. Like She like she really forced it. And that's that, I think that kind of makes this um, the story even more exciting. She wasn't a shoe in. She forced her way in there.
0: And women's soccer in the national team on the women's side. I, I Clearly, I don't know this firsthand. I just hear, I know it from talking to people involved in soccer and talking to people involved at, at high levels of the game, right? So, I think this is a fair take to have. It's a little bit political on the women's side. It's a little bit when you're a youth team player. You get anointed as, oh, that is that going far. That player's going to the national team. I think Emily Fox, we saw her here in Louisville. Great player, fabulous player, absolutely deserving of her spot on the World Cup team. Not suggesting she's not. However, I, it, my impression of it, just, just being around and, and talking to people and knowing things, is that at an early age, she was kind of chosen. At an early age, everybody knew Emily Fox was going to make it to the national team, that she was probably going to make it to a World Cup. It's not the story for Savannah DeMello. Certainly, she's been in youth national team camps all her career. That may have been at one point in time she was on the trajectory for this. But then she has that injury in college. She goes down, misses an entire season, struggles to recover. Then COVID hits, delaying her recovery even more, delaying her comeback even more. She gets drafted by Racing Louisville, struggles the first couple of uh, really months of the, her rookie season, kind of acclimating to the professional game, has a really strong rookie year. You see the flashes of talent. You see the reasons to be optimistic about her career here in Louisville. And then this season, it's gone to a completely different level. She is a among the best players in the league right now, among the best players in the league. And when you're among the best players in the NWSL, that means you're among the best players in the world. And right now, in women's soccer, across the world, she's one of maybe two or three players that if you need a goal, she's the one you want. There's no better compliment to, to, to give her right now. And she's that, all of that success has been paid off. It's just great to see uh, Vlatko Andonofsky, the head coach for the U.S. Women's National Team, rewarding her on-field success, not just leaving her off because she was on the outside looking in and bringing in you know, the, the old heads, the 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 veterans that he knew. He's taken a little bit of a chance on her because she hasn't been capped by the national team yet. But if Savannah DeMello has shown us anything in racing Louisville colors this season, she 's going to repay that faith i think
2: yeah, i was I was fearful that she wasn 't going going to make the roster simply just because of how how, how much talent there is. To, for, to select but when vladko showed up to a match a few uh a few matches ago i, I was starting to get really optimistic and eager that that it was going to be a very real possibility for her and like you said before she wasn't one of those shoe ins like the, the the anointed ones like emily fox is C- certainly like, in the mixture they knew a player with a lot of talent but she's obviously exceeded expectations and worked her way on there like it's just it's just so cool to see from from a player that's Really, her, her professional career has only been here in Louisville.
0: And so the U.S. Women's National Team, they start their World Cup officially on the 21st of July. That's when their World Cup starts. They'll have some warm-up games before that, the first one coming up on the 9th of July. So hopefully we see Savannah DeMello play. I think there's a real chance that she does, right? Absolutely. Rose Lavelle coming off of an injury in that attacking midfield number 10 position where DeMello also plays. That would be wonderful to see her out there on the field. Wonderful to see her contribute to this team. It would be uh, just a moment that you can hang your hat on if you're racing Louisville and her. Uh, Zach stepped out of the room for a moment, but I'm going to run the risk of playing some sound. Let's see if this plays. It doesn't. That was going to be Sav being excited to join the team. One other point I want to make about Savannah DeMello before we move on. And I had some sound to back it up. Maybe if Zach steps back in, we'll, we'll get the sound going. She loves Louisville. She wants to be in Louisville. Uh, She has expressed that publicly She has talked about it uh, In interviews She's talked about it uh, In private to her teammates We've kind of gotten that vibe from her And She talked about Being proud to represent Louisville And that's such a great thing for Louisville Like Louisville people are proud of Louisville Very heartwarming Louisville people love Louisville and Savannah DeMello, for lack of a better phrase, is starting to become Louisville people, it sounds like. Here's what she had to say about To go to the global global stage is always huge
1: and I think it just brings a lot of attention back to this city. I think this place is super special, has great
0: fans, great staff, great players and I think um, me going to the World Cup is just proving that um, we have a lot of talent here. And- so she's she signed through 2025, She may want to stay longer. We'll see, right? She may want to stay longer. Sounds like it. I mean, uh, Eric Crawford of WDRB had a phenomenal piece when this news broke yesterday. It's online, WDRB.com, where he interviewed her parents, talked to her parents, and they said it was such a joy to see how happy she is here. So this is one of ours. She is one of ours. She is a Louisville player, right? and is going to represent this city on the world stage. So get behind her. Get behind Team USA. Get behind Racing Louisville by extension. Because I, I promise you, to, to quote uh, Al Pacino, I promise you she's going to do you proud. You know what I mean? She's going to do us proud. You just feel it in your, in your bones right now.
2: We've talked about this before, about watching Racing Louisville, you're seeing a lot of the stars of tomorrow. You know, if you've already been to a match, you've seen Savannah Demel. You know what she's capable of, and you know why she is on that plane and why she's going to be part of that World Cup. I mean, when she comes back, come out to a racing game and see this World Cup player in action. I mean, it's such a cool th- I mean, we were talking about the Kaiserslaut and stuff. This is just such a cool thing that we have here in town. We have two professional teams. The, the uh, NWSL is the top women's league in the world. We got a club right here in town, a club with a lot of promise, and their stock is rising pretty quickly. It's starting to really click for the team and it's exciting.
0: Let's talk about how that team is clicking. Let's let's switch gears a little bit and talk about the last couple of games for racing Louisville and then look forward to this weekend against North Carolina. Courage. Back to back wins for racing Louisville at home last week by a combined score of five to nothing, most recently over New York or New Jersey New York Gotham. Um on over the weekend, 2 to nothing was the score. DeMello scores in that one because she cannot stop scoring. And then Timby Katlana, another player who's going to the World Cup. Because it's not just DeMello, that's world quality, world-class talent. It's Timby Katlana, it's Uchina Kanu, it's Wong Shuang, it's Alex Chidiak, on and on and on. I'm forgetting somebody uh, as well um, that I'll find in just a second. There are... World Cup players on this team. And Timby Katlana, another of those World Cup players, was phenomenal against Gotham. A player, an absolute menace on the break using her speed. She is as fast and as exciting and as electric and as thrilling you could want a player to be on the break. Put the ball at her feet. She's going to take somebody on the dribble and, and take the dribble 50 yards and have an opportunity to score. She could have had a hat trick in that game. She ends up getting just the one goal, which was the first of her racing Louisville time, her racing Louisville career. But I'm telling you, Ben, and she was electric. She had the fans giving her a standing ovation when she was subbed out of the game because of how entertaining she was.
2: Uh, I mean, it's easy to see now why, why the club was so excited about her and her coming back from injury. I have not seen a defender get torched so badly. This Tembe did against that defender. She just absolutely smoked her. There was no chance at all. Like just pure blazing speed. Very awesome. I'm so happy that she finally, she got the score for us after such a long injury she dealt with. Yeah, come back from that. That's so tough. And I'm glad the club was able to to stick with her and, and wait it out, wait for her to recover and, and get her as part of the mix. We're starting to see dividends on that. And as far as Savannah DeMello's goal um, goes, <laughs> I mean, that's a case in point of why you continue to play until the whistle stops. The entire Gotham team thought something happened in that sequence, and they all just froze. They all stopped, and Savannah DeMello did not hear a whistle, so she went for it and, and, and scored her goal. So, pure hustle right there.
0: It was already gorgeous, by the way. Is the other World Cup player that I didn't mention a moment ago from Brazil. Just another phenomenal talent. Another player that's come into this team and added, uh, really added something in that midfield. But you can start to see not just the performances coming together, but the pieces come together for this team. You mentioned the injury to Katlana. We interviewed her earlier in the season on the show. A grueling injury. Took her like a year to come back from it. She's now healthy. She's now playing. She's now seemingly back to her full strength self, the way that she's able to dazzle you on the ball, running at defenders. And you can see the idea behind this team kind of coming together. The talents and the pieces coming together. DeMello in the midfield. Jalen Howell, who I thought was immense defensively against God. In that game, she's in a position as that number six that's not going to get headlines. Despite being the captain, despite being a two-time college player of the year at Florida State, despite having all kinds of pedigree and talent, she's in one of those. She's in mop-up duty. She cleans the up the messes, work. does the dirty work, puts out the fires, and she did a great job of doing that over the last couple of games. Really. We talk so much about DeMello taking a step forward, and she clearly has. I think the same thing's true for Jalen Howell in that midfield. A rookie last season, you could see it last year between those two players. Two rookies in the midfield starting most of the games for Racing Louisville. There were growing pains. There were times where they, they just didn't really know what was going on, didn't have it figured out. They're starting to figure it out, those two. Throw in Ari Borges into that midfield. Throw in Catlana in the attack. Um, we've already talked plenty about Carson Pickett and Abby Ursig over the season, but those two new additions now along the back line have really solidified that as well. This team that is – so much of it was new coming into the year, and they're starting to really gel and come together.
2: We have to sound like a broken record because – We kind of do, we, and I, I, but I'm No, but to, I, I'm, I mean this in a good way. We've been talking about this team is going to click. They're going to start to come together. It might take time, and we're just now – we're really now starting to hit that spot where I think – People who maybe not were, were realizing that before, they're going to start seeing the light because they're starting to win. They're starting to look really good. They're starting to be very consistent. It's been it's been it's been an awesome ride. I'm I'm glad that we're finally starting to see some some results. I know it's been a a slow go, a slow start for the organization as a whole. Not a lot of not as much winning as we would have liked, but it's it's starting to really come together, and it's a lot of fun to watch.
0: Here's the concern, though: they're about to go into this World Cup break. A lot of those players I just mentioned, all those World Cup players are going to leave for the better part of a month. And in the case of, say, Savannah DeMello with Team USA, look, they're the the favorite to win it, at least one of the two favorites with England to win the whole thing this year at the World Cup. If they make a run to the final, which is somewhat reasonable to expect, that's, that's August 20th. Till she gets back August 20th that's a long time without yep. Savannah DeMello the good news a lot of the games that she's going to miss are going to be Challenge Cup games and Racing Louisville has already put away a lot of stock on that Challenge Cup by winning all of their games so far in the Challenge Cup so they'll still be in good position there even if they struggle a little bit without DeMello hopefully they can continue to rack up points in the regular season hopefully the depth of this team can prove itself over the next month and they can continue to push this upswing closer to the playoff positions because right now as, as everybody knows they're still out of the playoffs but not that far away they're just three points behind Gotham the team they just beat and not just beat by the way really c- controlled the game they were the better team yeah. by far Easy. Gotham really didn't have a chance they had one go off the post late it was really against the run plays off a set piece a header at the back post wasn't you that know was ultimately that was it that was really their only threat the entire 90 minutes and racing could have had three or four more goals from Timbi alone so just to point that out Gotham is the team currently occupying the position that they want to be in in that sixth spot lots of soccer to go they're just now starting the second half of their regular season but it is incumbent on them and incumbent on, on the uh, the reserve players now to come in in this world cup break and make a difference for this team
2: now I think another thing worthy of are pointing out with that is the opposition they're also going to be missing some of their key pieces as well there's other the other, other international players on these other teams too so they're going to they're going be kind of dealing with a similar sort of situation to us so i'm still optimistic that we've put together something robust that we can kind of withstand a few of these absences i mean we got a, i think we got a pretty good bench going for us
0: we've got just a few minutes left on the show The text number, 437-9680. I'm trying to give away tickets. I'm trying to give you some free tickets. I'm trying to give you a free, fun Saturday night. I'm pretty sure Google could give you the result. And Google could definitely give you the answer. (laughs) What city does the North Carolina Courage play in? That's the team racing Louisville next plays, 437-9680. And because we're running up on the end of the show, let's extend it to social media. If you listen to the podcast... If you're on the podcast later, hit us up at Soccer City on Twitter. That's the handle, right? It's not at Soccer. It is at Soccer City Radio. I knew I was wrong. You made
2: me second guess I knew I was wrong.
0: At Soccer City Radio on Twitter. Tweet us your answers. If you tweet us your answer first. We will give you four free tickets to the racing game coming up in a couple of weeks at home, the next home game on July 7th. But do text us if you're listening to us, 437-9680. What city did the North Carolina Courage play in? All right, Ben, just a couple of minutes ago, Let's just put it out to you on the spot. Louisville City against Las Vegas this week. We talked about the pressure on them racing Louisville at North Carolina this week on the road, which is always difficult, and now without their group of World Cup players. Give me some predictions for this weekend. What are you feeling for both of the the purple and the lavender, as it were, this weekend?
2: It's going to be a statement win for Louisville City. You have a very weak Las Vegas team coming to, to Lynn Family Stadium. The team is aware they haven't been playing up to the standards, and they're hungry to set the record straight. I'm saying it's a 3 0 victory, very comfortable. We put out a good defensive performance. Don't let anything past us, and we kind of, we kind of shed that that uh, issue that we've that's been hanging over the team of not being able to score multiple goals at least consistently. They're going to do that this match. So I got a good feeling about this Saturday night. As far as uh, the racing match goes, it's gonna be a, gonna be a tough tough challenge going away to North Carolina. But uh, again, I have faith in the in the team that we will be able to field on that. So let's go with a 2-1 a victory there. I, I think we can keep the momentum going despite some of the absences.
0: North Carolina is an interesting team, right? Because in the off-season they were a fire sale. They try to get rid of everybody. They, they got rid of oh, Abby yeah. Ersig and Carson Pickett to Louisville. They got rid of Deanna Ordonez to Houston, who was just a rookie last year and was stellar and is going to be a star down in Houston as a center forward scoring goals. But somehow, despite that offseason mentality of trying to get rid of all their talent, upsetting all of their fans, they're doing really well. They're yep. currently in third place in the league, 20 points in the standings for them, only trailing Washington and Portland. So it is going to be a very difficult test for racing Louisville, and it's another opportunity for them to go on the road and prove that this team is here. Prove that they've taken even another step forward. Prove that it's not just two wins at home, that Lynn Family Stadium isn't the only place that they can win. You know what I mean? Go to North Carolina. It's going to be hot. It's going to be muggy. It's out there in name the city North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's going to be a difficult test. Uh, but this team, to your point, they're, they're, they have the talent. Even without the World Cup stars, they have the talent yep. and the momentum is certainly behind them.
2: Hey, you got to make some predictions, too. You I, can't can't predictions. I can't make predictions.
0: I can't make predictions. I can't you? I, I announced the games for Louisville City, and I'm, I'm just not going to make a racing Louisville. I'll you know, tell you what. I'll make a racing Louisville prediction. Okay. All right. Um, it's going to be 1-1. They're not going to win it. It's going to be 1-1.
2: I don't. You're, done, you're I'm not letting you make predictions anymore. Yeah, okay. Yeah.
0: I know. Um, we don't need that negativity on here. Louisville City. I think though. I, I'm kind of on your vibe a little bit. I think. I think they'll. Uh, Vegas stinks. I think. I think they're going to beat Vegas. If, if they a, have to beat Vegas. If
2: there's a match for for there to be a thumping for kind of a you know a turnaround game for lack of term, like this is like the recipe for it, right? Or is this a recipe for a disaster where we walk in very confident and something happens? i not. I don't think that's going to happen. But you never know.
0: Tickets are available for that game as well. That's on Saturday night at Lynn Family Stadium. LouCity.com slash tickets Saturday nights, 8 o'clock against Las Vegas Lights. Should be a fun evening. You know about the weather? Benton, I haven't looked at the weather. Yeah, I'm sure was, it's going to be beautiful. I was
2: literally just looking that up. It's going to be a high of 89, so it should be cooling down by about game time. So you're ta- looking about low 80s. And it's
0: summertime. And I'm, yeah. you know what? I'm going to say this now. I'm tired of the weather thing. I'm tired of like, well, the crowd was low because the weather. Do you want to watch the team win? Do you want to watch them be a good soccer team, then come out to the stadium, whether it's hot or not. I'm tired of that narrative. Anyway, we, we don't have to go it's, into it's that. It's too
2: fun of a time to it's let too fun a little of time. bit of sunshine right. scare you off.
0: So anyway, tickets available at slash tickets, racinglufc.com slash tickets. Hit us up on Twitter with your trivia answers if you want some free tickets. Uh, it's been fun. We'll talk to you next week, Thursday night, 6 o'clock, on these same stations for Soccer City. And we will have coverage, by the way, of Louisville City's game Saturday It's starting 15 minutes before kick. Benton, Zach. Thanks. We'll see you next time. Yeah. Vamos, Marados.
1: Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition. And I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift, five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did.
0: You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, Come on, muscle through it. But then also say, Hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com.